This is Jay. I got uh, Dan with me today. We're going to talk about reality versus simulation theory. Mm. It's a, I don't know. It's your podcast. You tell me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word for it because I mean, we, me and you grew up with Newtonian <laughs> physics. You remember those days? Barely. Yeah. <laughs> How sad is that? Oh. Now, we have quantum physics and what's odd about quantum physics is it is actually undoing lots of Newtonian physics because it's being proven, but there is lots of quantum physics that cannot be proven. That's actually producing very disturbing results because science does the studies over and over again. And yet things change every time they do them. Science is supposed to be repeatable, but we have spooky action at a distance. The double slit experiment, the observer effect, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. I'm sure you've heard of a couple of those, right, Danny? Oh, yeah. And they are very intriguing if you'll look into them, because I don't want to give everybody out there um, <clears throat> necessarily a definition of each one of these principles that's derived from quantum physics. One thing that I found very intriguing is looking at an atomic model, like going down to the atomic scale, looking at atoms, looking inside of atoms, beyond atoms, outside of atoms, what's in between them. Does any of that hit home with you is kind of like interesting as, we're made of atoms. Everything around us is made of atoms. What's in between all that? Hey, why jelly? That <laughs> is not true, but your guess is probably as good as the listener out there. Nobody knows. Some people call it dark matter. Other people call it other stuff. But let me just tell you what I kind of dived into. Our physical reality today, we can actually take microscopes and magnify any object to a level where we can see nothing but empty space between the atoms. Okay? So we know that, right? Yep. Oscillating fields, vibrations fill these gaps. We don't know how, why. There's not even a good description through any science that I've found to tell what this is. So your body Everything around you that you perceive, even solid objects, stuff like this, that you're looking at a table, you're looking at a fucking rock, the most dense object is 90% empty at the atomic level. Science is even saying up to 99% empty. If you go down to an atom, there's a nucleus. Basically, look at a baseball field, Danny. Any baseball field, throw a peanut on the pitcher's mound. That's the nucleus. Uh, the rest of it is the cell, which has the electrons, the protons, the neutrons, all oscillating, moving around, doing different jobs, the mitochondria, making energy, different things like that inside the cell. The nucleus is the biggest portion of the cell. The peanut that's sitting on the pitcher's mound. 
That's crazy to think of. Now take that and shrink it down to where it's at, to where we need the 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 microscope, the one that goes to the smallest level. Microscopy. I've, yeah. I can't remember what the name of the microscope is. Sounds right. But it's the it's the one that does the the magnification level that's so ridiculous. It's 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 thousands and thousands and thousands of levels. Anyways, it's the smallest level we can get to. Um, it's done with uh, computers. We get down to the level of an atom, which is so freaking small. It's making you up, Danny. It's making up everything in your room, your computer, everything that we think is real. But yet, even that atom doesn't have much that makes it up. But it has instructions inside of it that tell it to do certain things. Mm -hmm. And between those atoms, what is there? Nobody and, knows. And we get down to like, oh, it's electrons that are inside these uh, atoms that make up um, what you call solid. Well, if they stopped moving, let's put it like this. This is what I found out. If you have a fan in front of you, just a regular old fan, the blades aren't moving. If you stick your finger in between the blades, everything's cool, right? There's no yeah. space there. You can stick your finger in and out of the fan. If you turn it on high, now you try and stick your finger between the fan blades. What happens? Break your damn finger. Yeah, if you push it too hard or you just clip it and you pull right back because now you're hitting something solid, even though it's not solid, it's moving so freaking fast that you feel like you're hitting something solid. That's what electrons do. And the weird right. thing about electrons that they found is that they migrate. It's not that they just bounce around indiscriminately. They move to where they're needed. Like when you put pressure down on your fingertips, touching something, the electrons will move to where they're needed to feel the pressure and evacuate mm -hmm. from where they're not needed in the atoms. How the fuck do they know to do, to do that? I don't know, but it's funny you bring that up because there was a scientist recently saying that there's a lot of things we don't understand. Even as much as we do understand, there's so much we don't know understand. More we don't. Frequencies and vibrations. Nikola and Tesla said that's the key to the universe so long yeah, ago. I know. And, and there's and people that still, of course. And there's people that have had, like we've talked about before, oscillating theories and shit like that that apply to the cosmos. But people want to quickly, you know, basically say, shut the fuck up, quit talking about that, because that that's something we can't possibly explain. So we don't want people having that idea and mentality. And that's where it all ends. It's basically kind of one of those things where, you know, we know there's extreme possibility, but they don't want you to know there's extreme possibility. Let's face it, man. Everything's a hush hush these days. The, the scientists out there, they're doing so much. Work. Yes, you're yeah, right. Those scientists are out there doing their hard ass work that aren't like fucking government bought, dude. They're, they're all funded, Danny. Every single one of them's funded. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to there have money. Is, there is almost no good scientist doing independent work because he cannot find funding. And where you find the funding, there's going to be rules. So to find an independent scientist, go after uh, a theory 
or something that needs to be discovered or explained on his own, he's probably not going to get funded for that. So if he doesn't have the money, you aren't going to find any research on it. No, of course that's just, not. that's just the way it goes. What gets funded is what science wants you to present to the public at large. Yep. That is the big corporations, big governments, big pharma, things like that. They're the ones that pay for the studies. So they want you to only usually present science that they're funding for, that they want presented. And, hey, that's just uh, that's not covering the full basis of science and the world we live in that we want to understand. But like you were saying a while ago, I mean, sound and frequency is a big deal. But what about like. What we perceive as solid is what reflects light. Well, that's another thing that is very interesting to me, too, because we perceive such a small bandwidth of what the light spectrum in the universe actually is. I didn't look up the percentage, but I saw it on a scale one time, and it didn't look like it was more than 5 or 10% that we see to me. That's what our eyes are tuned in biologically to see, to witness. So what's beyond that scale, I don't know if it we're tuned in to see in a specific light range because that's what's best for this biological world that we live in or because we would be scared shitless if we saw all the stuff outside of the tuning that we have. Could be. Maybe there could be living things around us everywhere. We might find out there's living things that are on a different spectrum that have different cellular structures and everything that might, since we're over 90% nothing, empty space, maybe we can migrate and pass through each other like ghosts. We don't know. But is it empty space or is it what they talk about with the push and pull of the cosmos with dark matter? Everybody demonizes dark matter, even though we don't understand it. We yeah, don't know what it's we don't know what it what it's capable there's of. There's so many questions. A black are, hole a black open, hole is not, you know, black holes we know that the push and pull and the, we understand black holes to a certain degree. They could be dangerous potentially, but dark matter doesn't necessarily or relatively have anything to do with black holes. They say that dark matter literally makes up the majority of the universe. Well, what if that little space in between those atoms is just nothing more than what they call dark matter? Maybe it's everywhere, even here on Earth, it's everywhere. Maybe we don't know. I mean, do we Yeah, know? well, I mean, if we it's everywhere know. here on Earth and it's everywhere in outer space, it's probably the most prevalent thing in the universe. Maybe that's just kind of what everything's made up of. There's little things you can see with the human eye and kind of understand, but there's so much in between the lines you can't read. Yeah, well, and that freaks I am willing. Out. I'm willing to accept that perfectly fine. I know that our science that we have as it is today, the scientific principles, everything needs to be repeatable, definable, blah, blah, blah. So that's why we can't define a personality or a soul or feelings, emotions. Uh, we know they exist just like the wind blows, but we can't really define or catch it or see it or you know it's there we know it's true well you know that analogy used about the peanut on the fucking pitcher's mound i'm gonna yeah. throw something out there you know what that peanut also can represent on that pitcher's mound our scientific knowledge plain and simple that peanut <laughs> right there nothing 
No, no. I mean, mathematics, everything, the entire intelligence of humanity is right there on that. It's that little tiny fucking peanut sitting on that pitcher's mound and people don't like that. They're very upset by it. They feel threatened by it. People are uncomfortable with what they don't know or what they've been coached to believe. They get so attached to a belief that a new discovery or something that upsets the paradigm of what they grew up in or what their daddy and mommy teach them or what the Catholic or Christian school taught them, that dogma, they're so stuck in it, they won't open their mind up to get away from propaganda, to get away from the bullshit and just go, possibly, maybe, yes. Because there is so many possibilities and maybes out there. We don't know, like you said, a sliver of what this universe is doing or made up of. It's true. It's really true. I mean, it's what you said is absolute. So everybody should try to get off your dogma. Try to get away from being so concrete in what you believe that you will not listen to somebody else because there's so many people that are the upper echelon of science and they don't know and they admit they don't know. Okay. I've always said it's extreme arrogance to think that you're like at the top of your game, even if you are on planet earth, I promise you somewhere out there within our cosmos, you're probably borderline retard compared to (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, and and maybe that's it. Maybe that hurts and stings a little bit because human beings are human beings. But the truth is, is if you think this is it, you're a damn fool. Like, There's got to be far more intelligent life out there, and we just aren't aware of it. Oh, this is so complicated. Everything, the more, the more I look into everything besides our government, it's, it's, but our government's a great example too. Government and world politics is just as complicated as science itself. There's so much hidden shit. There's so much stuff we don't understand as people. People just need to open their mind. It may not be as, you know, everything in the vast and endless universe may not be as complicated as fucking tax law. (laughs) That could be very true. It could be much more simple. They say if you read through the entire volume of tax law, it'd take like the average reader like 20 years to fucking read it. So, I mean, it's that way for a reason. But yeah, so there are complicated things. People like to make things more complicated. Some are created. Some are created complicated for a reason to make you not pay attention to them or steer away from them. Some things are just complicated because they just are. Yeah. Could it be that, hey, that's just, there's an intelligent genius at work that created everything that didn't intend for you to understand it? I think so. I think there's a creator of everything. I don't believe in dogma of religion, but I, I believe in God. I believe in a creator because I see mathematical code and genius in everything to such a degree that there's no way that it just manifested on its own. Well, but I don't think science is ever going to understand it. No, no, just not going to. I think even if people lived to be, if if Earth could go on and people would live for another million years, I still don't think they could even tap into it it's still gonna be a needle in a haystack dude right there'll be advancements there'll be technology that we can only dream of yeah but will people understand the soul or 
why you have the personality that you do or why do you have an emotion when this happens? No, they're not going to necessarily know that. Until we can travel the outskirts of the universe, like really get out there, tap into a different dimension, there will never be people fully understand what's going on. I believe that we are just a small little herd in the universe compared to what's out there. Well, that's that's actually a reality. That's not an opinion, Danny. I mean, if you look at how strongly about it, if you look at how big the observable universe is now that science is admitted to, then we are literally a speck of sand on a never ending beach. Of, of galaxies, of planets, of nebulas, of black holes, of there's so much to play with on that. You know, yes. so many, so many different degrees. We're in of the life. Milky Way galaxy. We've already identified so many other galaxies. In that galaxy, there could be tons of inhabitable uh, inhabitable planets in other galaxies. We don't know. No fuck. And it, again, you used the word arrogance earlier. It's very arrogant for us to think that we're the only intelligent thing. God only wanted us to be the only thing that. The whole universe revolved around planet Earth. Fuck no. I don't but believe according, that. But according to science, dude, God didn't create shit. So No, Big Bang. <laughs> There's just, that. Just boom, it all happened. And oh, wait. No, that's not true. The Catholics believe in the Big Bang. Wait a minute. That's I'm, right. confused. I'm confused. Are you confused? We should all be confused. Yeah. I was confused when I found out a Catholic actually invented the Big Bang. <laughs> I, was confused. I was confused when they told me what Catholicism really was. I was yeah. like, what? I don't understand that. Let me punch yeah. myself in the face a few times. Maybe I'll get it. Oh, uh, religions is, is too much because it's all man, man-made dogma. It's all just it, little, little truths are pulled from things from a time before and a time before and a time before. Do we know if we're actually getting at a thread of truth that actually came from God or are we just getting from some other person's dogma that was at a time before and you manipulated that and then you manipulated that? I don't know. Why do they say like out of all, I don't know, what is it? 4,800 religions, some shit like that. Maybe there's about 5,000 by now. You never know. There's no telling. I mean, new, new, new religion every day of the year. Um, but my whole thing is, is that out of all those, I mean, they're all horse shit. There's like a little bit of truth pulled from here and there, but in the end, they're all horse shit. But the you, fact I, is, it, don't you respect it though? I mean, if it gives somebody a good moral backbone, as far as like how they're going to live their life, I can respect that. But I, and as far as me believing it, no, I'm not going to believe it because I have a more open mind than to get dogmatic about any religion. I unfortunately believe that we were created for a much different reason than what most religions believe. Um, through that weird fucked up sanctity, we are here and we are living our lives generations later. But those generations, if you look back far enough, how do you think they felt? You go back to Mesopotamia. I mean, think about those people, the early people. That's the beginning, man. How do you honestly think, how do you honestly think those people felt? I mean, we all know now that basically humanity was created for slavery. And because the gods are demigods or whatever, were yeah, too, lazy, it goes back too to lazy to do their own work. Right. You know? It goes back to the Anunnaki, the original stories, the, the, the furthest back writings that we have are cuneiform writings from the Sumerians that said the Anunnaki came here from the heavens, which means this outer space, which means they could be aliens um, or they could be us. We don't know. Because we don't, don't. 
We don't know how far history goes back. We could have had a technological advancement and left the earth, went somewhere else and come back. Or it could have came from another planet. Nobody knows. Uh, But they came here and they wanted us to be their workers because they did not like digging and doing things and building things. They said, fuck that. They rose up against their um, leadership and said, we're not going to work anymore. We're going to start a war. And they said, well, we'll create workers. And that was to be human beings. And maybe that was payment. Maybe that was kind of payment to humanity being created. Maybe it was like, in return, we're going to help you sustain life by teaching you things you could not possibly learn being a dumb fucking human. So they instilled that. And we know they did because they spoke of it. The Akkadians and the fucking Sumerians, they spoke of it. Them coming here, being kind to us and teaching us things and giving us the knowledge of the fucking vast universe. They built temples that point fucking directly to stars that are we know are gods. So it's like right. those people have to fucking be paying homage. Nowadays, it's just dwindled away. People forgot. New religions were born. New stories were twisted and turned. Jesus Christ walked the earth. Well, so it all comes down it. to control in the end. And you want to talk about control and dogma. I mean, religion is another form of control. That's all it is. Just like the financial system, just like politics. I mean, do you think, do you think honestly, just another form of control. Do you honestly think, though, if there wasn't Adam and Eve in the beginning, the do you honestly is- think? Do you honestly think that they they took the knife and stuck it in each other and twisted it around and said, "Hey, let's let's really fuck shit up. Let's really twist humanity. Hey, we're gonna have more people. There's more people being born. Let's uh, beat them over the head with our bullshit and try to control them." How did that really start? You know, from the beginning of time, how did one man take another man and say, you're the weak fucking link of the chain and I'm going to beat you. And then you're going to pass that down and everybody through your generations, it's going to be, you're going to be submitting, constantly fucking submitting to where we have this huge government now that controls and destroys everything. And we just allow it. Well, where you're going back to Adam and Eve and, and the uprising and what came afterwards of Adam and Eve, it has always been a person in power, a king. What I mean, in the Bible, there's kings. Right. It's all about a king or somebody being in power in aristocracy over other human beings. Why is that all the Bible is based on? Why shouldn't we all be created equal? I thought that's what it said in the Bible. Well, we well we know the Bible is a control mechanism. If you read enough of it and understand it, most people just hear it in church and they don't think twice about. Oh, Jesus is great. <laughs> Here's my money. You know that's what people hear. You know they're sitting in the pew on Sunday hoping that something's gonna make up for their shitty lives and and make them feel better. And hopefully they're gonna go to some wonderful place like Never Neverland. That's the majority of Christians. And I hate to be a dick and say that, but it's true. You know, Saturday fucking sinner, Sunday saint kind of shit. And the whole thing is, is that's fine. If you believe that you can be a shitty person six days a week and on Sunday be forgiven for all your bullshit. Me personally, I think if you're a dick, you're a dick. It doesn't matter. But what I will say is, how is it that these people, 
that have this book in front of them can't see that it relates so closely to so many things that were written far beyond, like way before this, in similar fashions, telling you, hey, you know what? There is a God. We know there's a God and he created everything. But through time. Well, that's one thing. Man has twisted the Bible. Man has twisted everything. It's perverted. The Quran, all of it. It's all been twisted to control you. If you you want to actually look for it, what Dan Sands true, you can go back and look and find out the people that got a hold of different texts at different times, and you can find that they made changes or they did it for a specific purpose or they burnt certain books and only released theirs. It happens over and over again. I think people do believe in a soul, a spirit, even though this stuff's unexplainable by science, like your personality. And most people believe in this stuff, though, right? Hey, I mean, you could be an atheist. Yeah. Some of them still believe in some of the tenets that I'm throwing forward. It's unexplainable stuff. It's something that nobody can duplicate, repeat any kind of test. It's going to prove that it actually exists. Right. Let's jump to a little bit more complex theory here. And this is something I was uh, digging in on from Jason Burmas. He says, the construct we live in is completely neutral. It's neither good or bad. Okay, so people, however, are different. We are highly individualized. Every person is. Your personality and your reactions physically and emotionally greatly differ from every single person. An informed field seems to connect with all conscious beings. It can be influenced or tapped into. Someone inherently positive seems to magnetically draw more good things to them. And an inherently negative person draws more bad things to them. This can also explain phenomenon that science cannot, like intuition, future sight, predictions, the placebo effect, prayers that actually do work, manifesting from your mind, and more. People do these things on a regular basis, but we have been conditioned to think it's all a coincidence. Satisfied, highly successful people have mastered using the power of the mind, will, visualization, and manifestation to co-create their own world. I think Burmas has a good point. Now, I I love how he says the construct we live in. That sounds like a simulation. He said the construct you live in is neutral. It's not good or bad. But personality is and it influences the construct to deliver to you what you actually are living by how you think how you act it delivers to you what you bring to it the way you think the way you live but that's that's disturbing for people to think of because that means you're contributing to your problems if you're having a fucked up life right yeah so it's much easier to just stay a victim and say you don't have control rather than think that you actually do play a role every single day in how your life's playing out. It's genetics. It's mommy and daddy. They fucked me over and beat me. I'm freaking broke. I grew (laughs) up in the shittiest part of town, et cetera. You know, everybody's got an excuse. Yeah. And they may be valid excuses, 
But you could also look at Burmese and what he said and go, well, if the neutral field out in this world exists, then maybe there's some way you can control it and it takes some input. Mm. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Start, He says, start living in alignment with positivity. Be grateful. Work towards what you want instead of accepting all of your lack. The informed field of consciousness, which is different than the other field we were talking about. Because he's talking about two different fields, you know. That's yeah. what's that's what's interesting, the way that he puts it. Like consciousness is a different field than the construct that runs everything. It sounds so much like the matrix, it's fucking hilarious. So what was I saying? Oh, be careful. Work towards what you want instead of accepting all your lack. The informed field of consciousness will start aligning with the positivity and prosperity. Then the neutral field, the construct governing everything will align with your consciousness and things will start happening like synchronicity, meeting the right person, getting a new job opportunity. Money shows up when you need it. Doors start to open. And this is what some people start to call luck. But there is so much more to it. No one wants a bad life, okay? But you must be active in creating what you want or you must accept what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I think dude's got a point. Try telling that to fucking people. Well, like he said, lots of people are going to be offended or uh, step back from that and go, fuck you. I didn't want this life. I wasn't born into this. I didn't ask for this shit. It just happened to me. Right. That's the easy victim mentality way out is don't take responsibility for it. Instead, just blame the world. Oh, absolutely. I think that's what most people do. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Woe is me. What a fucking cry, baby. Hey, man, you get what you get, dude. Sorry. The bottom line is when I dived into the physics of things, looking at the anatomical structure down to 90% or more of us being empty space and then surrounding us, that being the same, even the solid things that we're touching. I mean, we're solid too, but it's so strange what science has discovered yet. It all has instructions. It all has a certain position to play in your body. And it's genetics and it's coding tells all these things to behave a certain way, just like a rock does, or just like your bed is doing, or the wood that makes it up, or the wall of a sheetrock, or whatever it is, the flower outside of the tree. It's all got instructions. But when you get down to it, everything at a mathematical level, it's so fucking strange how perfect everything works out and how weird it is that there's so much empty space between everything yet it seems to us to be real right i mean that's seriously like makes me go fuck am i neo (laughs) am i in the fucking matrix is this real or is me and is dan's body somewhere are you real not not your body but is your spirit really somewhere else driving this meat machine and it is mine too and we don't fucking know it. We don't get it. It's possible, but you get down and look at everything in a microscopic level. And it's like ingenious programming instead of looking at it as a biological thing. It's like, this is fucking way beyond genius of fucking any programmers that we have doing computers or anything. This is like a genius program that we're not ever going to figure out. 
Mm. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I oh, think it, that, it's beyond strange to think about uh, it that way. I get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't buy into it. I. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I know Elon Musk believes different, but let's face oh, it. He's a I shill. Just, I'm bought in on he's a shill now. He's a fucking government shill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the cool guy that they want you to think is cool so that you'll stick a computer chip in your fucking brain and pay carbon tax. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Next time Joe Rogan has him on, I hope he fucking burns him at the stake. Yes. That probably won't happen, but still. Hopefully the fucking skin will fall out and the Terminator will be sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he is a Tito. Him, dude. Die, Joe yeah. Rogan. Die, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking T1 million. Die. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking that kind of shit, dude. Like, you know, you start talking about simulation theory and stuff like that. I mean, if, if, it, if it were so great and so grand, thinking about the capabilities we have, and I think I'm pretty smart with computers, but thinking about the capabilities we have, even some of the geniuses that make me look like an idiot on computers, if there was that degree of intelligence so far advanced that we've only dreamed of it or seen it in movies like O'Neill and the fucking Matrix, if that were the truth of the matter, Wow, that would be fucking astounding. Like, you've got every single being on this planet programmed and confused, like believing Easily. something other than that. And then I would have to be like, oh, God damn, that son of a bitch Elon Musk, he was right, even though I believe he's wrong. Because yeah. I don't believe that. I, th- I just believe there's a higher fucking entity that's greater than anything humanity could even imagine. Kind of like when you see those people in church on their knees bowing to some fucking clay statue. I believe there is something greater that created us all, created everything, oh, every piece too. of matter. Because scientifically, maybe not so much, but mathematically, when you combine the two and you look at everything in our fucking cosmos, man, is beyond the mind's eye. Like we cannot tap. No, into we're it. so we're so limited in our ability to comprehend. It's Even, people need to get out of the fact of what is reality. You don't have a fucking clue what reality is. You're in such a small bandwidth of sight, taste, smell touch you're fucking not even experiencing fucking half of what the realm of the universe is nothing well i mean even the most maybe 10 percent, maybe five percent maybe even the most arrogant of scientists i won't say any names but most even the most arrogant of scientists that think they have it all fucking put down on a tiny little map it's a fucking they're a joke Dude, they're a fucking joke. And they are brilliant fucking people to our standards, but they are a fucking joke compared to what's really out there. And I think one day Earth is gonna get a fucking wake up call. I think one day you are gonna fucking I think I already guarantee you, I know we're gonna get a wake up call. I know it's gonna happen. Do I know when? I think in the next five, ten, fifteen years, something really horrendous is gonna happen that's gonna wake up everybody and possibly uh, the people that are asleep that are trained in 
brainwashed by government and propaganda, they're going to wake up. You're loving the podcast, right? Great. So you can help out, support me for a dollar a month, up to $10 a month. Yes, there's a subscribe button down at the bottom if you look in the description. Also, I'm going to include my Venmo if you want to do a one-time tip. So, if you would, it'll help keep me going. If you can't do it, don't worry. Free information is still going to be coming. So stay tuned and know I appreciate each and every one of you out there. Now, back to the show. Okay, something interesting to share with you since we uh, kind of men- mentioned Joe Rogan earlier. He posted on Instagram just recently the universe is not locally real, and physics Nobel Prize winners proved it. This is an article that anybody can look up. He said, he said on this post that he was taking a shit trying to read this and couldn't understand it. And it was so amazing that he literally sat there taking his shit until he couldn't feel his legs. So what is what like I mean, like further that what what is he? I mean didn't read the it? article. But I thought it was hilarious that he's he posted this article and it shows the guy by Daniel Garisto on October 6, 2022. The universe is not locally real and the physics Nobel Prize winners proved it. Who gives a fuck if you win a Nobel Prize? We've seen lots of idiots win Nobel Prizes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, but, I mean, but... Okay, here's an interesting experiment. I'm going to tell you this. Tell me what you think about this experiment. Particles that have been separated miles apart, proven in studies from separate labs, will respond the same to a stimulus or stress. How are they communicating? Or does distance and time at the atomic level not behave the same? This has been done with human organ cells. This was done from liver cells. They would take them, I don't remember how many miles apart because I didn't write that part down, and whatever they did to one cell, since it was the same cell as the cell it was removed from, taken miles apart, it would behave the same. Right. The cell that was being burnt, oxygen deprived, no matter what they did to it, the other cell miles away, they would be corresponding with another scientist. It reacted exactly the same, vice versa, no matter which way they went. Right. I mean, I've heard all kinds of theories on this. How shit. the fuck is that possible? Because it's on the same frequency. It's on the same. It's like a cell phone. It's got the same phone number. You know, like, what are we talking about here? I mean, it's it's it's, it's like everything else we've been talking about. There's so much about human anatomy, especially with the brain and other things that we just can't possibly like fathom to understand. You think about people that have had heart transplants and stuff that start experiencing different behaviors. I've heard shit. I've heard weird shit about people that had like cornea transplants that are like seeing shit that they didn't think they could possibly see. Yeah. Like, am I seeing through other, someone else's eyes? It's like a bad, it's almost like a, I don't mean bad. It was like a really fucking weird twisted David Cronenberg film, but what did my whole thing is? What did Rogan? What is Rogan gaining from this? What is he? He didn't gain anything. He this? found it interesting. He always posts stupid shit. Not. So that, I'm not saying it's stupid. Excuse me for saying that. Interesting shit. Whatever he finds interesting. If it's an animal attack. If it's a comedian. 
if it's something in science that he finds interesting, he posted it and he said, I was sitting on the toilet trying to read this article until my legs went numb and I couldn't figure this shit out. Oh, so he's not saying that he fucking believes it. No, he said he couldn't figure it out. Basically, no. couldn't understand it. But he's he admits to being an ape, so. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking Neanderthal with a fucking... <laughs> Someone's brain the size one third of the size of a normal human. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, you know, that's the whole thing is, is like, I mean, I don't really understand what he was reading. I think people might be confused by that. Is he saying that we live in a the simulated universe? universe? Is, if they're saying the universe is not locally real, that sounds very much like simulation theory again. Maybe it's astronomically real. I don't know. I think it's stupid. I think people are fucking just trying to invent new things to confuse people. I think it's... But like we talked about earlier, is it not confusing when you get down to the anatomical level how things behave? Light, electrons, neutrons, atoms. They don't make sense what they do. But I don't think everything's like programmed to act a specific way. I think each human being is like their own individual for a specific reason. That's I think you know, what I just said a while ago. What you just said corresponds with what I just said. I in think a, in a way, I think, I think you have. A, if I could correlate it, Dan, Dan has a cell phone number. Okay, let's pretend every atom in his body is corresponding to that cell phone number. They only respond to that transmission. You can call that number, and it responds. Me, I have a different number. All my atoms, all my genetics, all my DNA have a different number. Dan dies. Somebody gets his heart. You know what? They have a different number. They somehow got that heart to work inside of a different human being. But Dan's transmission carries on beyond his physical body because he is not physical. He is spirit. So somehow the physical body of that person that received Dan's heart still gets his phone number transmission. He's still getting... This person that got Dan's heart is still getting a transmission from his spirit to that heart, which makes it respond, which explains why some people that get these organ transplants start having different behaviors. They start eating different, thinking different, acting different, different dreams. And we find mm -hmm. out we've had murder solved from people with organ transplants from a murder victim. Because they yeah. see what the person saw when they were getting murdered. Yeah. Now, how how I mean, weird is this know. shit? I mean, it's anything's possible. I I'm just trying to find possible. a way to make it simplify the way it might work. Like as a radio transmission or a cell phone transmission that corresponds to the cellular structure of your body. Your spirit is not confined to that meat suit. You're going to die, but that your spirit's still going to live. But right now, it's being transmitted to the DNA, to the, the atoms of that body. That's what I'm saying. I think we're all driven by a soul. And I think that's what makes us different from one another. I think if there was a, a really big possibility that, say, simulation worked, and that's what we live in, that would be the most advanced, like, technological fucking shit you could ever imagine to say that each single human being is its own AI, basically its own AI that you would have 
nearly 8 billion fucking individual AIs running all on their own thing, even though they're, you know, bumping to each other once a day, whatever, people come into contact, but they're all different. They this all is, have their this own is, personalities. You, you, what's interesting about what you're saying is you're saying they're all independent, but what if, this is just a what if, tell me what you think about it. What if there's about 1 billion or maybe 500 million real people and all the other are like non-player characters, NPCs? They're all computers. It would still be the most sophisticated shit you ever thought about. Uh, because Not, not it, saying it, that we have anything to do with it. It could be something way more ingenious. It could be God doing this for oh, a reason. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to go that far. I mean, I think there could be, I don't know that that's really, really beyond my comprehension. I look at it as I've seen every kind of bizarre fucking movie you've ever thought of. And I've seen some pretty fucked up shit movies, but this is like kind of going to the like great beyond like, but what if, if what we, we live- consider a computer simulated theory is so archaic that we don't understand god's simulated universe is a biological computer like he is testing our souls or he is taking pieces of himself and fragmenting it into billions of people to experience this world and to test itself and to see what happens and that's what he's doing we don't know i don't know i don't hold on to anything because here's the thing dude i've been near death twice and in that moment the only thing i saw was nothing i saw darkness that fucking sucks dude when i was dying i literally that's saw not what people want to hear Dan. darkness i literally i remember when i was having my heart attack you I didn't even see the devil with a pitchfork saying <laughs> finally no Dan, come join me on the throne i've got a spot waiting for you that would have been great that would have been something. It would have been something. You know what nothing, I saw? But nothing. I literally That's when anticlimactic. I, when That's I went like jerking into, off without spurting. <laughs> I went into cardiac arrest, dude. And I saw, I literally yelled at my wife before I went out, dude. I was like, I can't see anything. I'm blind. Heart attack. Yeah. I said, something's wrong. And then bam, that was it. And the whole time I was down, and this little girl coming in here was pounding on my chest to resuscitate me. I saw nothing. I remember nothing. I didn't see no fucking bright light or bullshit at the end of the tunnel. I didn't see none of that. What I saw was nothing. That was the end of me. I was dead. That was it. That's so, not so bad either. No. And here's the thing. I think people have this great grasp because they always fear death. I've heard so many stories from so many people. And I don't mean people I know necessarily, but just people in general. Yes. The stories and, and all this fucking shit I've about heard prophecy too, and I've all kinds of stuff. And you know what? The ones that say there was a bright light at the end of the tunnel, maybe they were having a good fucking dream while they were having their fucking balls chopped off or something. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe when they were dying in that moment, but didn't quite die. Like I'm talking flatliner shit. This is yeah. stupid. Do we think we go into this dream state where we can go to the great beyond and explore this next dimension? I don't know. 
What I do know is from my own personal experience, there is nothing. Literally, when you die, that's the oh, end. Oh, man. I don't believe there's anything. I should not have side. done this interview with you. It's such a fucking bummer <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> what? What are you talking about interview? You have a podcast? This oh, fuck. I thought we were just talking. No. I thought we were just looking out in a goddamn friendly <laughs> chat. Oh, uh, no, but seriously, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be a downer or be a dick, but in my own personal experience, I didn't, maybe I wasn't dying long enough or maybe I wasn't. You should have died longer. I should, I probably should have <laughs> died period, but you, you should have fucking like flatline and stay there for about 10 minutes. And then they brought you back. Next time when I'm fucking having a heart attack, I'll make sure the bitch fucking instead of she gives me CPR, I'll make sure she gives me an injection of fucking lethal death. But I just, I, to me, Tell to me, I, Drano in your vein or something. <laughs> uh, make sure you're fucking 357's loaded, bitch. Um, right. Then if you come back, it's going to be amazing. If I come back from that, dude, uh, I feel the zombie apocalypse is really going to happen. Oh, so, yes. I, I know. I keep waiting for that day. I hope it does. I'd love for you to start it. I might join in. Great. I want to be patient zero and fuck everybody up and, and all of humanity. <laughs> fuck you all. Patient zero. He's the one that started it all. I'm the ultimate zombie. You can't kill me. <laughs> uh, I just, I, just I, I think that the expectation of people actually fucking thinking they could possibly fathom everything. They can't. This is it's so it's you, it's too much to even. Okay, process. I got another one. I got another one to throw at you because we talked about it. I started the podcast here, um, with a just a pitch talking about quantum physics. But what about the observer effect and the insert uncertainty principle? These are based on looking at electrons. Electrons are the big moving part of an atom. It's the electrons inside of them. They change position in experiments based on if they're looked at. So what the fuck does that mean? Are they conscious? Well, absolutely. I mean, they think about move it. when they're looked at, when they're observed. Have you actually seen the process? Have you actually seen the process that they do with that? No. It's really fucking twisted, dude. I saw, I saw a fucking video of it. It's pretty weird. Um, do but explain. it's not it's well there's nothing really to explain i mean unless you're watching a sci-fi fucking film i mean it's like, it's reality. like this is real yeah, no it's it is it's absolutely true and it's weird and it's like if not then george lucas is behind it he's like, <laughs> maybe he's doing some fucking weird shit like making it look like it's real but no for real like it's not really that surprising honestly when you think about it like how weird things communicate with one another. Even when you break it down to like your basic fucking genes as a human being, you start going deep, say, oh, well, every atom, you know, I'm going to split the nucleus and look at it and blah, 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 and do all these weird shit. Well, think about it. Scientists have a long time to fucking come along in the last 30 years. Of course, they're going to start to realize that, dude, there's some shit that we look at and we're just like, holy shit. I can't even imagine this. Scientists actually like looked at that and said, "What the fuck is going on here?" You know, oh, I can imagine being a brainiac <laughs> that fucking ace school and was like blowing through fucking Harvard or Yale, 
and I am the biggest brain and I know everything. And then I meet a fucking electron that won't sit still for me to fucking look at going, what the fuck is going on here? I don't understand this and I can't figure it out. No matter what my brain tells me the next experiment should be, it won't react like it should like everything else does that I study. And the fact that that little tiny electron can fucking interact with so much shit. Like it's almost like it's its own little entity, dude. It's own little being like it can do whatever the fuck it wants to do kind of shit. And it's like, then you pose it up with another electron, say from the same fucking, you want to split it off and you want to just see how it reacts with one another. And it's looking and then you like look away and then it's like, it's looking at you. And it's like, how is this thing reacting the way it's reacting? It's, so it's like it's another crazy. It's like it's another biological being that's alive. It well, it is, dude. And I think that's what people like it sounds science fiction. It's like, oh my God, this is like I totally saw this last week in a David Cronenberg. It, it's making up a biological being. So how the hell is that a live being? That's what I'm saying, dude. Like people, <laughs> there's so much undiscovered and untapped fucking potential that these scientists have. Maybe there is some good want to know kind of scientists out there that will explore it and kind of figure out a little bit more on it. But I don't think we'll ever fully understand, especially like the human body. Well, I don't Our, think you can. Like you, like you, you're saying. I don't think you really can figure <laughs> out what a soul is, what a personality is. Um, explain exactly what all the things inside of an atom are doing. I don't think it's all going to be explainable. Like you said, give it a million years. Fuck who knows how many years. I don't think you're going to be able to explain it because it's impossible. There's a creator behind it that made this stuff that you're not ever going to be able to be as wise as. I think that it was basically the, the architect we do. is smarter than us, Danny. Yeah. I think that the, the, the potential that we have of knowledge was handed down to us from those entities that created us. And I believe that we only have the limited potential to understand only so much. Like I, I don't think we'll ever fully understand 100%. And if you die, there's a lot of people that believe, Oh, well, if I die, I'll have all the answers. I don't believe that. I don't think you'll ever have the answers not to be an asshole. And, pull up the end credits and say you're fucked kind of shit. But I believe that I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to happen for you. Uh, and that's probably what, like 2 billion Christians out there. I hate to say it, but I just, I don't think you're ever going to get the answers you want. I just don't think you're ever going to get the answers you want. And I don't think there's anything wrong with going to church and praying to whatever if it's positive. It yeah, you're right. If it's positive and it, it gives you a foundation to live a good life. I ain't against it, but no. I hope people realize that it's a dogma that a man wrote in a book. It's not what God wrote. And lots of people think, Oh, it's divine. Somebody divine motivated John or Paul or Luke or whatever to write this and that. No, they fucking didn't. I'm sorry. It's a man that wrote the shit. Now they might've been prophesying. They might've been uh, guided by, because they had a more, deep consciousness about what divinity is, but God didn't write the book. A man did. I just want everybody out there to understand every book you're reading is a book. A man wrote 
And what I find more and more, the further back in history I go, is that every single religious text that I read is derived from Egyptian and Sumerian beliefs. They're just twisted and changed. That's all it is. So how realistic is the Egyptian and Sumerian beliefs? I don't know. How about you go take a look at them? Look at the Book of Thoth. Look at the Emerald Tablets. How about y'all take a look at that and see where fucking Noah and all this shit came from? You might have a completely different belief system then because the biggest face in the world are derived from these. I didn't believe it until I looked into it. And it's one of those things that just is so divisive and will, uh, it'll separate so many people and crack so many beliefs when it should be a unifying thing. It should be something that brings people together is, oh, we've all been lied to. We've all been deceived because people want control. People want to dominate. That's all I'm trying to say by bringing this up. So there's lots of things that religion and science are never going to be able to explain or predict. The only thing they can, uh, well, I'll say the only thing science can predict is uncertainty. Basically, what do you think, Dan? No, I totally agree, dude. Like, I mean, people, you know, and like I say, not shaking anyone's faith or trying to be an asshole. That's not my point either. I agree with you. Yeah, it's just simple facts is is that there's too much knowledge that we have now to to start, I guess, question, kind of question your beliefs and kind of think outside the box. I love the word dogma, don't you? Yeah. Because dogma is so, it's, it's boxed in. It will not let you move outside the lines. Don't believe in dogma. Believe that God is all-encompassing. God is everything. He cannot be trapped in a dogma if you believe in God. Well, I mean, at some extent, you have to start looking at the facts. I mean, scientists have tried to pour over it so many times and disprove and shake everyone's faith that there is a God that's an all creator and created everything. Ultimately, whatever your religion is and whatever you believe, know this. There is a God and it did create everything. So ultimately, that should be good enough. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to pray to somebody, pray you don't to have God. to be you don't have to fucking be in there listening to somebody regurgitate the Bible or talking about the Quran or Mother Mary or And all you don't have to name God either. God yeah. is just God. God is the one that is the Alpha and the Omega. He was here before there was whatever, and he's gonna be here far after whatever. It's a simple, it's a simple prayer of just waking up in the morning and saying, Hey, here I am taking a breath of air. Here I am engulfing all that was created by a great creator. I don't have to sit here and name names and and do what the Bible or the Quran or so many other books tell me to do. It's too complex. To bow down and and say, oh, my goodness, if I do something wrong today, I'm going to be cursed for it for the rest of my life. Like, what is the Quran? Don't you have to, like, face east towards uh, something? 
particular and hit the mat and bow a certain amount of times and all this stupid shit. Like God fucking wants that. Give me a goddamn break. God damn it. That's all I can say. God yeah. didn't God didn't want yeah, that. I don't I don't understand it. God is so intelligent and so loving and so miraculous to create everything that he's created. He doesn't care where you bow or what you think or what you do. As long as you're believing in something creation, as far as creation being a a God-centric thing, I believe God's just fine with that. That's the main thing that I am trying to share with all the public is God is love. Dan, I... I totally agree. I, I can just say this. I have exited my body. I haven't had the same experience as you. I've done it twice and I have fallen into a feeling of, I don't want to go back. I have fallen into a feeling of pure acceptance, pure love, no pride, no ego, no nothing, and not wanting to go back to my body. That happened twice. And um, it hadn't been because of heart attack. It's been because of different circumstances. Um, you didn't do you didn't do enough mushrooms. No, I had mushrooms and I've overdosed one time on Xanax, but both times, Ooh. neither 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 episode has brought me to a horrible oh blackness darkness. It's been I've been in pure love. I've been in ecstasy, um, beyond what any drug or anything on this earth has given me, and I don't want to go back to my body. You know, now that you bring that up, I think I've cheated death three times. I I totally always display the f- whole fact when I was a teenager and I had an OD. It was real bad. And I remember Shane Smith taking care of me. That's God a long time ago. What happened? Because you never told me. What did you experience in that OD? The fucking worst case scenario, like of just feeling like there was, I was at the end of my rope. Like I, I used a lot of drugs when I was there a teenager. There was no good feeling. Of course, all bad. No. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it were good while I was getting high. No, I'm talking I'm about fine, when you're dead. I mean, no, because I didn't die, but I was right there in limbo. I think kind of how the Egyptians talk about, you know, life and death and being on the brink, and it's kind of one of those things where you're trying to cross over your bodies to start right you got to pay the wage to fucking cross over into death that's kind of one of those things like okay well i had a bad overdose luckily i had a friend there who swore up and down he'd never used the dope that basically was killing me and it's kind of funny and ironic dude because that's exactly what he fucking died from um i, I had my little bouts with with drugs when i was younger and, and that was my first experience of, of touching death um, my second incident was a car accident that should have killed me. Uh, somehow or another, I don't really remember a whole lot between the actual accident and ended up in the M- EMT. Uh, uh, nice guy named Phil over in Midlothian um, was like, hey, you know what happened to you? I was like, looking at him like, what the fuck? I can't see out of my eye. I was like, What's that? He's like, don't worry. He's like, your eyes closed over. He's like, you're in a bad car accident, blah, blah, blah. The whole thing with it is, is that at that point in time, um, that's been, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, 
that that car accident happened, I was in a uh, a car that had a sunroof on it, and uh, I wasn't buckled in. Uh, flipped the car end over end. It, I don't know how fast I was going. I was trying to get home. I wasn't feeling well, and um, somehow or another, I managed to live through that. And then, of course, the heart attack came. And it was like one of those things, like, again, you, you fade out, you know, you start seeing white, and then all of a sudden you see nothing, and then, bam, you're out. Somebody's fortunate enough to be there, bringing you back to life, and you're thinking, okay, well, if that's dying, that seems pretty easy to me. I think dying's easy, and life, living life is hard. And people fear the worst kind of things when it comes to dying. It's like there's nothing. But people to don't fear. fear going to sleep. Be a good person. That's what I no, don't get. You I don't fear going be... to sleep, and all that is is darkness. Sometimes you have a dream that you remember, well, but most of the time it's just hey, darkness till you wake up again. I think it's leading up to it. I think it's kind of the if you know you're gonna die kind of thing. I think it's kind of one of those things like the anxiety that's of different. dying. Like I got cancer. I, I know I'm going to die yes, in a month or six months, somewhere in that time range. I'm going to die a horrible death, whatever. Then, yeah, you got anxiety about it. Right. And in the moment that, you know, something terrible could happen and it's going to end you. It's going to be, the, I told my wife, I said, you know, that heart attack, it wasn't so much the dying. Like I wasn't scared of dying. The only thing I thought about before and after was, is leaving my family behind and feeling that I quite hadn't done what needed to be done in life. I felt right. empty at the moment, almost like I haven't completed the task I right. need to complete. I get that. The death itself, not scary. Got you got a wife and you got kids that you still need to do stuff with. Right. Like almost as if I feel maybe that's not even the main objective, like almost like there's just unfinished business right. kind of shit. Whatever that may be, I don't know. Maybe I'm scientifically this can't be explained, so but know. maybe we have a certain lifespan and purpose that is supposed to be done before we check out. Well, I've definitely cheated death like three times. Definitely should have died three times. And now I look at this is not like Final Destination where like, oh, I cheated ah, death. He's coming for you. He's going to fucking try and kill you every oh. fucking time you turn around. Uh, he's going to he's gonna make me take this next swig of fucking beer. Yeah, it's going to be black glass and it's going to no. slit up in your fucking insides. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, who knows? But I, I mean, anything's possible. But I don't believe that shit. I believe that people are always saying, you know, I hate that mentality. It's like a predetermined thing. Like God told me that, you know, I got to live my life by this. And if I don't do it, guess what? I'm going to fucking die a horrible death or this is where I'm going to die. And it's meant to be kind of shit. It's like, dude, it was never meant to be. Your death is no predetermined. I, I don't believe your in all death, that prophecy bullshit. Your death, like like when I had a heart attack, if I had died from that, 
all you assholes out there would have been like, well, it was God's will. And I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to come back from the dead and tell you you're all fucking stupid and bitch slap you all because it was not God's will. It was me drinking and smoking and energy drinks. And even though I look beautiful, <laughs> you beautiful was, son of a bitch, I was tainted. Like sometimes looks can be deceiving. You can have big biceps and, you know, oh, check out my fucking 18 inch guns. I look sexy. This correlates very well with the last podcast I did about healthy at any size. It doesn't matter if you're a bodybuilder with 2% body fat. You're fucking doing horrible shit to your body to look like that. And like I said, Victoria's Secrets models that are skin and bones with big fake tits. They're probably bulimic or anorexic to look like that. Doesn't make a difference. Lots of people can be unhealthy and be on the brink of death and still look good to the average person. What you're saying. Much love to you out there in podcast land. We're done on this one. Find your truth. All right, dude. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Thanks to my man, Dan, for showing up for another fun episode discussing physics at a quantum level and all the different principles and studies that have left us scratching our head wondering what is reality? Is it a simulation? Does religion have a place to fit in this puzzle anywhere? Is there a God? Who created us? What makes all these things possible? And when you get to the end of it, you just have to come up with your own resolution and your own hypothesis because there are absolutely no 100% factual answers. You know I've got my way of believing. I believe in a construct developed by a architect above and beyond everything. That would be a god. But I don't subscribe to a man-made, written-down-in-a-book kind of god. I believe there's more to it than that. Can I explain it? No. I can tell you what I believe. What I've got faith in. But I don't have a dogma that I completely subscribe to that has me completely boxed into one way of thinking and I won't listen to anybody else or be open to new ways of thinking or discussions. Thanks for joining us for this discussion and we'll catch you on the next one. Please rate, review, subscribe, share with everybody that you can that'd be interested in this kind of format that I'm putting out. Until next time, take care of yourself. Consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts in their material and deliver it to you, but please do all of this at your own risk. Email me, contact keepingitreal at gmail.com. Email me, contact keepingitreal at gmail.com. Gmail.com.